As Bob comes forward, I would like to say... I'm going to read two portions of scripture to you from Acts. One part is the very beginning of Stephen's ministry and life in the church. And the last part is the last part of Stephen's story. Good morning. Good morning. Please join me in the prayer for guidance. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with glad hearts what you say to us today. Amen. Uh, The scripture reading this morning is from Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 5a, and... Acts chapter 7, verses 15, I'm sorry, 51, through chapter 8, verse 1. Now, in these days, when the disciples were increasing in numbers, the Hellenists murmured against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the body of the disciples and said, This is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brethren, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we may appoint to this duty. But, We will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and six others. From chapters 8, 7 and 8. You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit, as your fathers did. So do you. Which of the prophets did not your fathers persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered. You who received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. Now, when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth against him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together upon him. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses lay down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. 
And he knelt down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he has said this, he fell asleep. And Saul was consenting to his death. Bless this reading of the word of God for the people of God. Thank you, Bob. Would you pray with me? Lord, may your word be heard. Just ask you to move me out of the way and let your word be central. Let what you want to be spoken be what is spoken from this place. And thank you for your presence with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Who would you die for? I think, think I speak for all fathers when I say I would die for my children, my wife, my family. I think we would die for good friends. Many of us have relatives who fought and died when fighting for our country. How about for Jesus? For your faith? Would you give your life willingly for your faith in Jesus Christ? Would you be willing to be a martyr? The definition of a martyr is one who voluntarily suffers death as a penalty for witnessing to and refusing to renounce one's religion. So I want to take you back just a few years. Remember the unthinkable. On October 1st, 2015, an English class was interrupted by an arms band at Umpqua Community College near Roseburg, Oregon. Some of those there were asked the question, Are you a Christian? And those who answered yes were killed. Ten died in that tragic situation. Eight more were wounded. On November 5th, last year, 47 people were killed or injured during a Sunday morning worship service at the Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs, Texas, by a gunman who entered the church with the intent to shoot and kill. Many martyrs died that day. Martyrdom is not uncommon in Christianity. In the early days, it was especially dangerous to follow Jesus. We've heard of the terrible things that happened under Emperor Nero, for instance. People burned at the stake and people who were killed by lions and so on. It's just a a terrible time. Though it is rare in our country, there are still areas of of our world where it is dangerous to be recognized as being a Christian, a Christ follower. Martyrdom goes all the way back to Stephen, the first Christian martyr described in the book of Acts. 
What sets Stephen apart? What makes a martyr's faith different from our faith? Why is his faith so significant? Well, Acts 6 and 7 tells us the story of this follower of Jesus. He was evidently a great leader in the early church in Jerusalem. Luke gives us a picture of a man who had strong faith, who was well-liked by his peers, and who knew the Old Testament scripture well. He was chosen to be the first deacon in the early church, showing how much the people appreciated and respected him. But the Jewish leaders who saw Stephen as a threat to the Jewish faith found some witnesses to bring charges, false charges, against Stephen. As he was dragged before the high priest, these charges were made. The high priest asked him, Are these charges brought against you true? If you get a chance, you ought to read the seventh chapter of Acts. You have one of the best summaries of the Old Testament in that one chapter that Stephen gave to the people before the high priest. He talks about Abraham, Joseph, the journey of the Israelites to Egypt, slavery, Moses leading the people out of Egypt. But several places in the story, Stephen tells how the people turned away from God to follow their own way. Then the story culminates with the building of the temple in Solomon's reign, and then hints at how the people had made the temple their God rather than following God when they worshipped. Then there comes an abrupt shift in the story. And he berates the people for killing the righteous one, for killing Jesus, the one sent by God. With his words about the people killing Jesus, the crowd becomes enraged. Stephen then pushes them over the edge by telling about a vision that he is seeing. He says he sees God, and at his right hand, the Son of Man, who is Jesus, standing beside him. Now that was blasphemy to the Jewish people. No one was equal standing with God. So when they hear that, they carry him out of the temple, out of the city, and the stoning begins. As Stephen is being stoned, he makes two statements. Lord, Take my life. And then the surprising reminiscence of surprising statement reminiscent of Jesus on the cross. Remember when Jesus was on the cross? He said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. What Stephen says is very similar to that. He says, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And with that, he dies. And then it says, and Saul, the Pharisee, 
is standing there. Now, Pharisees did not cast stones when someone was being stoned. But he was in full agreement with what was happening. And you'll hear more about this Saul next week. For that Saul becomes very important in the story of the New Testament. So what is it that makes Stephen's death different? What is it that makes Stephen's martyr's faith different from our faith? And as I told you before, there's no difference in the faith itself. There's only one difference we see. And that is that he had the tragic opportunity to give his life for Jesus. The only thing we lack, which I hope you never have to face, is the tragic opportunity to die for Jesus because of your faith. Stephen was a good leader of the church. He was able to do many things. He was evidently a a great teacher, was able to teach the Bible, was able to, to pray for people and even saw some miracles being done as he prayed in Jesus' name. But there's another quality we see in Stephen. I I think we can kind of discern it from the last statement that uh, Stephen made when he said, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. How many of us would pray that for the people who are killing us with the stones they are throwing at us. But we do see one major fault in Stephen, and that is he seemed to have a temper. Now, I know none of you have a temper. You probably don't even know what that means to have a temper. But you see that he blasted the Jewish leaders when calm words might have brought a different outcome. I want to read a portion of what Stephen said in the way I think Stephen would have said it. And if you don't like loud noises, you better hold your ears. Well, I think Stephen said it this way. You stubborn people! In your thoughts and hearing, you are like those who had no part in God's covenant. You continuously set yourself against the Holy Spirit, just like your ancestors did, and on and on, until he finally accuses them of killing Jesus. To the Jews, Stephen's words angered and were blasphemy worthy of death. So once again, how is a martyr's faith different from our faith in Jesus? The faith itself is not one bit different. Because just as Stephen, we are called to have a deep faith and belief in Jesus, more important than life itself. Then we're called to grow in faith by studying the Bible and Christian principles and live by them, grounding yourself in the faith story. Now listen to this part. And to help Others understand what following Christ means. Help others understand what following Christ means. You know, a lot of us want people to see 
that we're Christians by our actions. But we don't do much talking about our faith as a rule. This is one area where the church has not done well, I believe. We have neglected growing in faith and sharing that faith with others. Instead, we said that's the preacher's job. Anybody ever said that? That's the preacher's job? It is part of the preacher's job. And it's a very enjoyable part of the preacher's job. But you know what? Preachers want to share it with the congregation. They want you to also be willing to learn about your faith and to share it verbally as well as how, by how you live. Let me ask this question. When is the last time you told someone the story of what Jesus has done for you? And we see Stephen forgiving those that are doing what seems to be almost unforgivable as they are stoning him. Our faith in Christ calls us to be forgiving people. When's the last time you were hurt, wounded for something you said, maybe something you did? When was the last time someone you loved was hurt by someone else? That's even harder to forgive, isn't it? When someone you care for has hurt. I remember one woman in one of my churches, a dear, dear woman. I loved her deeply. But I know one time I was having a discussion with her about forgiveness. And she said, Pastor, I can never forgive. And she mentioned the man's name. He had been married to her daughter and had left her daughter. And he could never, she could never, ever forgive him, she said. That is difficult for us when we have been hurt or someone we love has been hurt. But we see Stephen forgiving those who are actually killing him, who are stoning him. Forgiveness, one of the hardest, yet one of the most powerful tools we have in our arsenal of faith. Because if people see this church as having people who are able to forgive, they will want to know what it is we have in this church because we will then be people of peace. We won't, be, won't have those turmoils in us that unforgiveness keeps bringing up within us. And we are called to love those who are difficult to love, to follow Jesus' teaching. Remember when he said, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you? How hard that is to do. Forgiveness and loving the unlovable can transform a church and a community. Finally, Stephen used harsh words of condemnation when I think more gentle words 
could have been used. And maybe the outcome might have been different. Can we learn to stay away from those hurtful words that slip out so easily, don't they? Sometimes they're out there and we want to pull them back, but they're already out there. But using words that automatically incite anger is not the best way to show people Jesus in us. The one thought I want you to carry away from this message is the importance of having a tremendous, life-altering faith in Jesus. Having a tremendous, life-altering faith in Jesus. There's no difference between a martyr's faith and the faith we are called to have. Only the tragic opportunity to give your life Christ, which I hope you never, ever experience. But if you ever did come to that experience, I hope that you would say, yes, I follow Jesus. I am a Christian. Once heard, our faith is in Jesus described like this. And have you ever ridden, ridden a tandem bike, a bicycle built for two? I heard about one person who was on this bike and just riding by himself and realized that, well, he needed, a, he needed a partner. And we think about this bike as being our life. He said, well, I think I'll pick up Jesus to ride him on the back. So I stopped and picked up Jesus, and Jesus was help, helping pedal on the back. And After several wrong turns, finally you say, mm, maybe someone else needs to drive. So you change places with Jesus and let him drive and then watch out because he's going to take you on a surprising, life-changing ride. So my final question for you today is, are you letting Jesus drive? Is he in charge? I want to have a word of prayer. And I invite you to pray along with me. And I invite you to put your hands in front of you like this. And this is going to be an eyes open prayer. I oftentimes have eyes open prayers just looking at your hands. And in your hands, seeing your life. And if you want to pray this prayer, I invite you to do so silently, out loud if you want. Lord Jesus, here is my life. I give it to you. I've given it before, but I want to make sure, Lord, that you are the number one person, number one person of faith in my life. Thank you for the life that you give me. Lord, I don't want to be a martyr, but if the time ever come, came where that was something I was faced with. Help me be faithful to you. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the love of Jesus Christ, the grace of Jesus Christ, be with you today and forever. May the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit guide your life 
each day. Amen.